MSing About Productions presents MSing About, a podcast about nothing. Hi, I'm Ian Hayden, an award-winning comedy writer who happens to have MS. And as usual, I'll be messing about with my sidekick, carer, pianist and singer Katrina Christensen. I have a feeling that today she's taking me to the movies, but first, our sponsor... Solace Sleep is Australia's number one manufacturer of adjustable beds. Check them out at solacesleep.com.au. But before I hook up with Katrina, I asked our 97-year-old friend Florence about her favourite movies. And her two answers surprised me. The first, because it dates way back to 1937, which for me is almost 20 to 8. And the second, because it's also one of my favourite movies. It was uh, Snow White. Snow White? And the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> okay. And I'd hurt my foot. And that was, and because I'd been brave, um, that was my treat. It took me to the doctor and after see Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Okay. Never forgotten it. Beautiful. Are there any other favourite movies? Um, one Flew Over the Cuckoo Nest. That's one of my favourites too. Mm. It's in my top ten. Mm. It was just such a wonderful movie, wasn't it? That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria. Austria? <laughs> well then, <laughs> good day, mate. Apparently Katrina's going to take me to the movies. Oh, I am. But before we start, we'd better get our popcorn yeah. and our chopped top ice cream. Two and absolute musts. And a second mortgage. <laughs> True. <laughs> it's never cheap to go to the movies, but it is always good if it's a good movie. Yeah, and I'm a very cheap date. Are you? Yeah, because I've got a wheelchair, so I take my own chair, and that means you as my carer pay and I get in free, or I pay and you get in free as my carer. Because oh. I'm not taking up anyone's seat. I'm just sitting up the back in my little wheelchair. Well, possibly. we need to go to the movies more often then. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, so speaking of movies. Yes. I went to the movies the other day. What did you see? What did I see? Oh. oh, oh this <laughs> is good. I went and saw with my neighbour Joe Book Club 2. Did you hate it? No, I loved it. I had a look at it and I thought, geez, you're lucky you got those women who can act because the script was. Oh, it's a terrible story. Predictable ads. <laughs> Uh, the setting was nice. The setting was lovely, and, and you, yeah. yes, you knew what was around each corner. And who's your favourite? Is it? Oh, Candy, actually, Candice Bergen, uh, Jane Fonda. Yeah, look, they're all really unique in their own way, but I, I really like Candice Bergen's character. Okay. <laughs> well, she's the single one of the group. Her father yeah. was a ventriloquist. Really? There you go. Bit of trivia. Bit of trivia for his, you. His doll. Was Charlie McCarthy? Oh, I love it! And he lived in a suitcase. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they seem to have a weird relationship because he actually talked to it and everything. Oh, really? I think so. But isn't that what you're meant to do? Or did he oh, just... not when you were by yourself? <gasps> have you seen mm. Gone with the Wind? Rat, rat! You go. What shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I have seen Gone with the Wind. It's meant to be the greatest movie ever made. It is a classic. Nine, no, 13, 
Oscar nominations won wow. eight. Oh, and wow. I've never seen it. And I never will. <gasps> no. You have to see it. Well, frankly, my dear, <laughs> I don't give a damn. Oh, rat, rat. <laughs> no, you know that it's been banned on some streaming services now because of its racism? Yeah, but you can't do that. That was made... When it was made... It was made in 1939 legal. and it was set in the Civil War, I yeah. think, which is 1850s, probably before slavery was abolished. So it was a real depiction. But... Absolutely. Hattie McDaniel, who yes. played she Mammy... Yes, yeah, she was the maid. And she got the best... The first black woman to get, a best, to get an Oscar. Did you know that she wasn't allowed to go to the movie premiere because it was in Atlanta, Georgia, in a whites-only theatre? Mm. Isn't that ridiculous? And when she was nominated for the Oscar, she had to sit at a segregated table at the awards night. Oh. And she did 300 movies. Right. And she got breast cancer in the early 1950s and she requested that she be buried at Hollywood Cemetery with the other actors. Yeah. And it was a whites-only graveyard, so oh. she couldn't get it. And I'm thinking of my favourite movie. OK, far away. Casablanca. Hilda, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Oh, Have you seen another Casablanca? classic. Play it again, Sam. That was never said in the movie. I know. It was play it, <laughs> Sam. You know what she wants to hear? You play it for her, you can play it for me. Play it, Sam. No, he does say play it again, he doesn't, doesn't he? He doesn't say play it again. Oh. She may, but that's what he says. You play it for her, you can play it for me. And that brings me to my little thing. Have you heard of the Hayes Code? I have heard of a Hayes Code. Right. There's a rumour that the script for Casablanca was finished the day before they shot the final scene. And no one knew how the ending was going to be. But the Hayes Code told them what the ending was because you weren't allowed to live with an unmarried person if you were married. So she couldn't have stayed with Rick. She had to go with her lawfully wedded husband. Sad but true. The Hayes Code meant you couldn't see a toilet on screen, mm -hmm. that you couldn't have couples sleeping in a bed together. That's why they always had the single beds single in, the, beds, in the bedrooms. Single yeah. beds. And a kiss could go no longer than three seconds. <laughs> and Alfred Hitchcock broke the rules. He put the first toilet on screen Good in morning. Psycho in, 19, in 1960 <laughs> because they throw the evidence into the toilet and flush it, but it doesn't get flushed. So that's where they find out that he, he, was the, he did it. There you go. So they needed to keep the toilet for the plot because otherwise the whole movie was stuffed. It'd fall apart. And he did the longest screen kiss ever. How did he get away with that? He put together lots of three-seconders with little bits of conversation and banter and action and stuff between and got it to go for three minutes. See, North by Northwest is one of my favourites. Oh, I, I've got a little clip from that. Have you? I do. Tell me. How does a girl like you get to be a girl like you? Lucky, I guess. Oh, not lucky. Naughty. Wicked. Up to no good. Oh, uh, and w talking of favourite movies, I rang Dave and asked him what his favourite movies were, and they were westerns. Okay. Okay. 
I love movies. I mean, good old-fashioned Western movies. You know, back when a woman could cook a feed for a bloke and still would, and if they didn't have a woman, then Miss Kitty and her girls would let him throw a leg. I mean, behind closed doors, mind you, with the lights off. Ah, yes, and the old honky-tonk piano in the corner. Little bloke with a funny hat plunking away. Someone else bluff on a ranch on a pair of tens. And then the place erupts into a huge fight. And no one loses a tooth or gets a bloody nose. I mean, how good is that? Good old movies where people got shot and didn't bleed all over the place. Back when a joint was just a bad place to be. Crack was something a whip did. Heroin was the girl you fought for. Speed came with digging in the spurs and ecstasy was a cool drink of water after a long day's ride. I mean, back when quick on the draw wasn't Mr Squiggle. Scalping had nothing to do with grand final tickets and when a special effect was a cloud of dust when a bloke fell off his horse. Good was good, bad was bad and ugly was that unshaven fat cook at the back of the chuck wagon. Yep, I reckon I've seen every old western ever made and that's why tonight I'm going to do some reading for a change. There's a subtitled Scandinavian show on SBS called um, I Was a Son of a Teenage Bubble Slut Dancing Queen. Who knows? It could be a western. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Snap out of it! The Hayes Code... Oh, yes. It ended in 1968, which would explain why 1969 is my favourite year for movies. <laughs> I know you weren't even born. I wasn't. No, but... I wasn't even a glint but, in my parents' eye. But you... Oh, you would have been a glint. No, no. My brother <laughs> came first. <laughs> oh, OK. Um, but... What were you talking about? Oh, the, yes, that year. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, yes, yes. Great movie. The Wild Bunch. That was the most violent movie ever made. I haven't seen it. Oh, no. Sam Peckinpah. It's sort of like uh, Quentin Kendrick uh, Tarantino before his oh, time. Okay. But they actually showed people with blood pouring out of them in, in a Western week. I can just imagine. No, because <laughs> we, with the Hayes Code, do you remember people getting shot and they just fall over? Yeah, yeah. No blood, nothing. Yep. Uh, that Midnight Cowboy was the best picture. Oh, now, who was in? that? John Voight. That's Ange- it. Angelina Jolie's dad. Yes. And uh, Dustin Hoffman. And he played a male prostitute in New York. Dustin did. No. John Voight did. John Voight did. But that was the only X-rated movie to be best picture. Right. And they could finally do pictures like that because the Hayes Code had gone. The big movie for me from which you wouldn't have seen from 1969 was Easy Rider. Jack Nicholson's first movie. Yes, I know the name. I haven't seen it. Peter Fonda and uh, Dennis Hopper. But in that movie, all the things the Hayes Code couldn't do. You've got sex, you've got nudity, you've got drugs. (laughs) We've got it all. You've got... (laughs) Well, the good guys always had to win before there, but the good oh. guys don't win in this. They, oh. they get slaughtered. Okay. And and great music, um, Born to be Wild, Steppenwolf. Oh, there yeah. you go. I think it opens with that. Oh, look, you just had me at... <laughs> yeah. And do you remember Bill Collins? Yes, I do. I have actually watched his show. Bill Collins, Golden Years of Hollywood, and that's where I got to see films like Yankee Doodle Dandy and Philadelphia Story and and loved them. He he pointed out something interesting in every movie and and wrote and produced a radio comedy called The Samuel Pepys Show and one of the favourite sketches was always Bill Collins presenting a movie done by Ross Higgins, and I found a little snippet of that 
Right. Now, I do just have to ask, the Samuel Peep show, was that his name, Samuel Peep? Samuel or Peeps. was he a peeping Pe- Tom? No, <laughs> Samuel Peeps was a diarist. Oh, Peeps. P-E-P-Y-S. He wrote a diary, kept a journal in the 1600s. He recorded the Great Fire of London and all these things that happened at the time. And we called it the Samuel Peeps show because it sounds like a peep show. Right. There you go. And we thought he needed the publicity. It was probably a stupid name for a show, (laughs) but it ran for three series. And interesting, in the little clip I found of Bill Collins, done by Ross Higgins, we didn't use any canned laughter. And the 250 people in the audience just give him the biggest laughs where I didn't even expect them. Ah, that's fantastic. Because he's such a good performer. Anyway, here it is. Well... Tonight I'm presenting something which is... It's not only fascinatingly gripping, but grippingly fascinating as well. But more about me later. You know, tonight we have something which is almost all colour and movement. It is, of course, a movie. But believe you me, before I tell you the title of this movie, The Thornbirds, let me just say it was adapted from this book here, The Thornbirds. Well, what more can I say? Quite a lot, really. Um, You know, in fact, and I, in fact, I think I know that this book was written by Colleen McCulloch. If it wasn't, I think I've spotted a glaring error on the cover. I wonder... But when I first picked up this book, I felt that Miss McCulloch had tried to make it autobiographical. (laughs) Because it is indeed a very fat book. Uh, What makes a great movie? Oh, lots of things. Like if you think about in this day and age... You're probably quite right. Lots of things. Everything's got to come together. Oh, it does. If you've got a crap actor or a crap script or a crap director. Well, to give an example, I was watching a movie just the other day and actually it wasn't a movie, it was a TV series and it was um, a scene which was quite dark, mysterious, intriguing. Something was going to happen and all it was was this gentleman coming down the stairs but it was the string music behind him that gave the overall feeling that something was about to happen and it wasn't going to be good and I made the comment to my daughter this scene would be nothing without that music I am going to go out on a limb and say Star Wars would be nothing without John Williams music absolutely Jaws would be nothing without John Williams music and you're going to have a lot of haters for saying that no. about Star Wars but yeah, no you take them out you but no I, I do agree music is a huge component to making a really good movie and it was or a, Ra- a scene Raiders of the Lost Ark which one was da yes. da 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 ah yes yes yeah, yes yep. just would take that out and you've got nothing yeah all the Indiana Jones movies yeah E.T. Um, oh, Encounters oh, of the oh. Third Kind do 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 <laughs> uh, which one was that? Close Encounters of the Third uh, Close Kind? Encounters of the Third Kind, Richard yeah. Dreyfuss. Yes. Never saw it. Oh, look, you need to write a list. I wrote a list. Well, <laughs> It's see, a great movie. I reckon a great movie, apart mm. from all the people think, mm-hmm. is doing, is achieving what it's set out to do. Yeah. Like Mel Brooks set out to do something with Blazing Saddles and he did it. Was that to make people laugh? 
Well, yeah, at the yeah. time it was. Yeah. And, and he also had a bit of satire in there. Yeah. So that's a great movie. Um, um, what do you call War movies. Um, the, the Dirty Dozen. Yes. Great movie. Yes. So, you know, forget, it doesn't matter about the genre. Butch Cassidy, as we said, it set out to do it, did it beautifully. <laughs> you just keep thinking, Butch. That's what you're good at. I'll well, just... I've got to say, some of the classics for me are E.T. I think that might have been... From memory, the first movie I saw at the cinema um, by myself with my friend, so that was very exciting. Um, um, That's it. Sorry. <laughs> that was terrible. I, it was I, more like... I, um, oh, OK. We're yeah, more gravity. Brought to you by Telstra. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grease, I saw at the drive-in. Oh, gosh, what a great movie. Yep. Never seen it. Never seen it. Oh, there you go. I performed in a lip sync show. <laughs> what was it? You're the one Do that we I want won. to know about this? No, the, the one. Well, I sang in tune, being a lip sync. Of course. It, it was the, the one that you one that I won. The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. I saw oh. that at the cinema. It it's, was the first movie. I think Tommy, my Tommy Lee Jones was the, uh, the cop after him. Yes, yes, great movie, great movie. It was a TV series in the 60s. It was, it was. A Quinn Martin production. There you go. Uh, Okay, that was all right, that was all right. Love Actually would actually be my favourite movie of all time. Right, um, Rosemary's Baby, you haven't seen that? No. Uh, The Graduate, you haven't seen that? Oh, I think I saw a little bit of The Graduate. Shawshank Redemption? Oh, yes. In 1966, Andy Dufresne escaped from Shawshank Prison. Shall we shag now or shall we shag later? Do you like Austin Powers? Well, so that's an example that... Back in the day when it first came out, I did, but, yeah, I think after seeing the second and maybe the third, it kind of got a little bit grating for me. when, When you said you were taking me to movies, I was trying to think of movies... That had a couple of good scenes in it. There was one where he was trying to turn a car around in a corridor that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. And I remember a movie I saw with Peter Sellers and Goldie Horn called There's a Girl in My Soup. Oh, I haven't heard of that. And there's a line in it where they get married, they go to a hotel in Paris for the night of the honeymoon and the bellhop says, I hope you have a penis. And, and he goes, oh, happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just little scenes. That, <laughs> it's not worth seeing the whole movie just for that. No, well, it's like going to say antipathy. Yeah, antipathy yeah. <laughs> for the letter X. <laughs> but uh, Peter Summers, I think, is very funny. And, yes, he is. And the scene in that is he, he chats up every girl with, my God, but you're lovely. That's his pick-up line. Oh. And he ends up losing the girl at the end of the movie. Oh. And he turns to the mirror and goes, Oh, my God, but you're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like that. I wonder if I can try that. My God, but you're lovely. <laughs> it's oh, not and, bad, is it? It's not well, bad well, if you say it with an English accent. Oh, it works with, that, with the woman saying oh, that. Too. Oh, my God, <laughs> but you're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my new pick-up line, Ian. <laughs> Right, and then well, we can yeah. kick them to the yeah. curb. <laughs> well, on that note, should we pull the curtain down on this little movie, oh, ra- movie yes. rant? Let's go and get some popcorn. <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Bye for now. Hooray. 
Carpe Diem. Seize the day. Thank you.